Hey everyone, welcome to the SNM Pod. We're your hosts, Osama and Shazen, and we're going to be discussing about sports and music and any of the latest transfers or new releases that are going to be happening in music as well, and things that we anticipate from either of these two areas. So stay tuned, and we hope you enjoy the pod. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the SNM Pod. Today we're recording our twenty-fourth episode. And there's been a lot of uh, things that have been happening in the sports world, especially in football right now. Uh, the UCL when it happened this week, the, I think it was the fifth week. I think, yeah, it was the fifth week of UCL that happened uh, the, yeah, this week. And there was, there was a lot of big games that we have to talk about and the Premier League as well. And a little bit uh, news of like the other leagues as well. That That's pretty much it that we have to talk about like in sports. So let's start with the UCL. Sama, do you want to start with the big game first? There were there were three or f- excuse me f- four major games that happened. First one was PSG versus Man City. The second one was Chelsea versus Juventus. The third one was Villarreal versus Man United because it was a big game. Then there was uh, Liverpool versus Porto. Uh, and there's actually five yeah. And the fifth one was Barcelona versus Benfica, which was big for like the table and stuff. So anyways, let's just start. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, first game, uh, Man City versus PSG. Man City is home. Man City beat PSG for two to one. What do you think about that game? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, even before the game, our expectations were um, that uh, City would have the edge, right? I think when we were talking about it, or no, 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 because we no, knew we... that of course PSG was going to bring in their best lineup, right? And then we were yeah. expecting some. Uh, other players to be in the lineup as well. We were expecting it to be kind of be the best PSG lineup that we would have seen, right? I think we yeah. expected uh, yeah. Ramos That's to be what in we there said. and Verratti to be in there. I think we clearly said that if Verratti plays, they're going to have the edge because they like Verratti showed that in the first game and the yeah. games that he started for PSG, that was completely, right. like, they were on a different direction. But yeah. unfortunately, like, their midfield wasn't, like, their top-level midfield, especially without Verratti. Mm-hmm. And I think when Aldem also didn't play in that game, it was Paredes, Drisa uh, Ganagi, and Andre Herrera. So, like, it was a very weak midfield when you're facing up with the best midfield probably in the world. Exactly. Right? Now, which, right? Mm-hmm. And even though they didn't have Kevin De Bruyne, they didn't have Jack Rielis, they didn't have Phil Foden, they didn't have, uh, what's his face? I think, you know, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. The, the players that didn't play for them. But like they were missing one of their big players, KDB, right? So it was huge for Man City uh, for losing a big player as well. But uh, speaking of the match, the biggest thing, like I said and like we were saying, was the midfield. Man City dominated the midfield from the first minute to the last minute. PSG in their midfield area, they were basically speechless. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't defend. They couldn't pass the ball correctly. See, the thing is, when you have a team like PSG, especially with the stars that they have, for example, like Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar at the front, you're not going to expect those players to come back and defend, especially Messi, because he's at, the, he's at that age, and he's, he's never been that guy that's going to come back and defend. He's going to be in the midfield to try crazy passes and like stuff and uh, that, but he's not going to come back and defend. So you need to have like a solid midfield or like a tactics that's going to basically compact the gameplay for Man City so they're not going to be like all over you. But you don't have to sit deep. You have to defend from the front as well. And that that was completely the opposite that PSG planned. They were sitting deep and their attack was forward. 
and Man City were pushing them with 10 players. Pretty much everyone was pushing in and they penetrated them so much, so much. Even though that they, they couldn't finish their uh, goals and stuff because they didn't, like I said, they don't have a number nine. That's why they're struggling a bit when it comes to scoring because you can't expect Sterling and Morris to score every single goal for them. Uh, but anyways, they did score two goals. First goal was scored by PSG. It was an Mbappe goal. I think Mbappe scored, right? Yeah. That was yeah. Mbappe scored in the first goal. And he was using his speed and everything. But anyways, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you think about like the whole game in general? Honestly, man, I, I thought City was like way more dominant. Like they looked so much better the entire game, which was kind of surprising. Like you're right. Like obviously at the end of the day, like for your attackers to be effective, your midfield has to be very effective as well. Because um, yeah. that's the only way you're going to get to that point. Because obviously once you get the ball to Mbappe, Messi or Neymar in good positions, then of course you'd, you'd favor them uh over city's attack uh especially with uh without a striker that they currently have right so um i yeah you're right like you would expect um psg to be to play a much better game but man the entire game like it just it pretty much looked like all city like they had so many good chances um they could have easily had a few goals um even in the first half i thought um okay but uh, you know I'm, like, I'm just gonna stop you for a second so i'm gonna ask you another question so for example if city had uh, erling holland in their squad as a striker they would have easily scored five or six goals in that game what do you think <laughs> uh yeah i mean honestly bro just <laughs> holland's conversion rate is so ridiculous that you're right like yeah if he's in a good spot then holland is finishing it for sure i mean because um, i thought bernardo silva had a few great chances too and i was like oh man like at any point now they're going to score like they were so close even mares had some great chances i think he hit did he hit the post on yeah sterling had something yeah uh, mares uh scored uh, shot the post for like in the first half yeah bro so it was it was all city man um and it was just like it was so weird like how is how are we not seeing much of Messi or Mbappe or Neymar at all? Like, we just didn't see much of them. It just, yeah, they weren't getting the ball in good positions at all. Um, and they just didn't look like a threat. Um, the entire game, I'm thinking, okay, well, City is obviously going to take this one. Um, but then, of course, Mbappe gets the goal. Um, and it was, it was a really good goal. It was a great finish. It went through the legs of the keeper, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you expect from your striker. Uh, to capitalize in those situations, I think he's he actually, also did have, quick, yeah. yeah, and he had a, he did have a chance I think earlier on too, which was like a one on one that I thought he was going to score. He should um, have scored that easily. Yeah, um, but um, you know after he got that goal, then I was like, oh, <laughs> like I, it kind of flipped for me. I didn't expect it, and um, at that point I was like, okay, now PSG is going to take control. Yeah, but, that's what I thought as well. Right? I thought Ronaldo was going to come on at that point. I actually yes. thought that they were going to sub in. Ramos and Verratti to give them minutes, and if they would have, if Pochettino was, uh, I don't know, I don't want to be rude or anything, but if it was like, if he had like good tactics in his mind, he would have brought on both of them, bro. He, I'm, I'm gonna be going back and forth because Ramos played today at PSG's League One game, and he was the best player on the field today. Even though Messi had like three uh, assists today, Marquinhos scored two goals today. But Ramos was the best. He was a brick wall. He wasn't letting any... Bro, the aggression that Ramos brings to the game is insane. So Neymar got tackled and Ramos just revved, like ran through to defend him and he pushed the player. Like the aggression that you see, the atmosphere that he creates for the players, that he's behind everyone 
and then defensively he was ruthless big slide tackles and tackles he was amazing so if he, they would have bro first of all they would have if they would have brought him on for Kimpembe who was very bad in the game he was not even in the game he wasn't thinking or anything like they were, he, he didn't have a clue what to do he did they did concede a penalty right uh, yeah. man city uh, psg conceded a penalty yeah did they i think they did wait maybe i'm confused i think they did score the second goal with a penalty uh actually maybe they didn't maybe i'm trying to think because uh sterling you know no no cuz sterling scored the the first one for city right so i don't think that was a penalty oh actually yeah that was probably the uh, yeah i don't think they conceded from a penalty but anyways like impembe was like very bad in the game so if they would have bought like ramos on in like the second half bro that would have changed the game completely to be honest like it would have been a complete like different game for sure for sure uh, and especially the way that uh, uh, they were playing like uh, because they were like sitting deep right so when you when you have a player like ramos who's going to be very aggressive so then it's going to be a bit pressure on man city that they don't want to push that forward so because if ramos gets the ball and then he flies it past mbappe the speed that mbappe has they're going to see that because that's the thing because your counter attack starts from your defense right you get the ball and then you put in like a good through ball or anything to go for the attackers to run for it yeah. and uh, that's what man uh, psg's plan was which is never going to work against man city to be honest oh, but yeah anyway, no no you're right and i think it just kind of showed the importance of like uh your manager too right cuz the thing is like uh pep is really good at adapting to like injuries and changes in the squad like for some reason so the Pepe setup of the team the yeah, yeah, for some reason, the yeah, exactly. Like the way the team was set up didn't really change much. Like they still look like they had a lot of control. Like it kind of looks like he knows exactly how to play to the strengths of each player. Um, and it, that worked out perfectly. Like you're right. Like they have a bunch of holes in this team, and especially this game. Like without KDB, like you're not going to and Foden and Foden and Foden exactly. Yeah, like he is an integral part of this team's success. Um, but. Yeah, like Pep is just so I think he's so good at giving direction. Um and uh-huh. players need that, man. You can't just tell the best players in the world to go out there and do whatever they want. They have to have a specific game plan that they go into um just so everyone's on the same page and that it showed. It showed throughout the entire game. Um I mean, in all honesty, of course, that Raheem Sterling goal was like <laughs> it was a tapping, but man, I, I didn't even know if that was going to go in. I don't know if you actually remember it like he barely tapped it and it just slightly hit off the pulse and went in. Um, um, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing was like, you, you would yeah. favor them though. Like it was surprising that PSG got the first goal. Like at that point, you're already thinking that city has the edge over um, PSG. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like mm. they, they got, they got the result of course for both the teams, they already have like a confirmed uh, uh, spot, right? Like they obviously already, like there's no one else really competing in the groups. It's just between them two. And it was really a battle for um, first place, I guess, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, uh, a lot of credit I think goes to Pep for this game, and um, he just the way all the credit. Yeah, exactly. Point. And then um, and yeah, they're like PSG still has to figure it out, man. Because if they don't, I don't know how far they're really gonna make it in the Champions League. Like you would, of course, just like blankly, you would, of course. Um, have PSG as a favorite to win the entire thing, but just the way that they've been playing so far 
I mean, maybe now, like, you know, you're saying with the introduction of Sergio Ramos in the team, and uh, we'll see Mavrati more and more in, like, the later stages of uh, of the tournament. Hopefully, yeah. That's probably going to change their dynamic a lot. Um, a lot. It and, is going to change them. Especially yeah. because now, but the thing is, like, now PSG has to face one of the top teams, right? Yes. Like, uh, now they have to change one of the top, like, they have to basically play the top sides in the UCL because now they're in exactly. second position. So this is a crucial, exactly. crucial game for both of them. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, it's going to be hard for them. But the squad that they have, I think they're going to go to at least the semis. Hopefully they do. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or maybe the quarterfinals because uh, the way that Ramos played today, it clearly shows that he made... He, bro, he's a leader. He's one of the best defenders that we've ever seen, right? Like, everyone agrees with that. Yeah, no, no, Ramos, you're right. 100%. Like, he's all-time. Right. Yeah. He is all-time, yes. Yeah. yeah. That is for sure. Even though um, I have my uh, uh, yeah. rivalry with him, but he's still an amazing, <laughs> amazing defender. It's sure. it's weird to see it's weird to see Ramos with Messi, man. Messi, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. bro. Um, like they've had way too many battles. In every single interview. I yeah. know that's what I've Ramos been seeing, and like he's the one that's yeah. like, oh, he's gonna win Ballon d'Or. Like... That, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's it, bro. He knows he knows who the goat is, so it makes sense. Yeah. No, no, no. I think if you ask Ramos, then he knows. Like, Ramos knows, man. Like, Ramos knows that when it comes to especially these tournaments, so when it comes to, like, the biggest tournaments in the world, then Messi? Um, he'd rather have Cristiano Ronaldo Messi? on his side. But, Messi, um, yeah. I you know, that, Messi for and sure. I, I think whatever, you know, like, he knew that it wasn't just Messi on this team. He knew that there was more talent on this Mbappe team as well. So, I mean, he came uh, before Messi, so it makes sense, yeah. He, yeah, he, he came to a very safe, safe spot. <laughs> Um, but agree. yeah, I, I bro, don't know, man. Was he injured? Me, like, I for, think... Was he really injured the entire time? Like, could they not have introduced him in earlier? No, no, yeah, he was injured, bro. There, remember there was rumors that uh, PSG are probably terminating his contract because he can't play. So there were, there were like actual rumors, like legit rumors that PSG were considering terminating his contract because he wasn't getting fit enough to play the games. But he did, and he played amazing today. But the thing is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Bro, if if United, if sorry, if Messi went to Man City uh, instead of PSG, bro, he would have destroyed everyone. I don't know why, but the way that Man City plays, it just suits him, especially with Pep Guardiola and Man uh, and Messi. Uh, and bro, the Manchester derby would have been insane, right? Ronaldo and Messi going for, and you uh, know United losing, especially that would have been amazing. Uh, Messi scoring on Man City, whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah. Values. The thing is, like, the thing is, though, like, you can't pin that on one player because City itself agree, is such I a agree, great squad that no, they're I doing agree. things uh, that are like unbelievable without like a striker with injuries no, no, happening. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, have, like it would that. have suited Messi a lot because of the way that they play. So, it, it, like, he would have contributed. Yeah, I think a lot it would have suited. Team. I think it would have suited anyone, man. If Ronaldo was at City, like, you're, you're saying the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> no, I no, I agree. I agree with you. But the thing is, like, Ronaldo is isn't a part of like that tiki taco play, right? Even though. But he, you didn't need him scorer. to be. He's a striker for yeah, City. He's a, he's a no, we scorer. know yeah, their home. Yeah, we know what their role is. If you have, because yeah, but... all Ronaldo needs is service, man, and that's not what he's getting at yeah. United. If but he gets for service, example, then he would at City. It would Bro, be unbelievable. Can you man. imagine the, the partnership of Can you imagine the partnership of Kevin De Bruyne and Messi in the same team? Ex- yeah, you're right. Exactly that, and KDB and Ronaldo. Like it would just be unbelievable. It would be amazing to watch, um, because like we've seen glimpses even with Ronaldo and Bruno, um, yeah, and it's looked great at times. But Bruno's hasn't had a really good season so far. Like he's been very, very average. Like he's been so up and down. Like he'll have moments where it'll just be like. That's why you have to have him on the pitch because you just never know, right? Like, he'll always do some crazy things that... Yeah, I agree. Um, 
But for me, I if if I was Man City, I'd go for Messi over Ronaldo. I'm not saying as a oh, player. Oh, I disagree with that. Yeah. No, no, no. But for uh for just their gameplay and their style, I'd go for uh Messi. But for example, if I was Manchester United, I would just go for Ronaldo. But by not even blinking because he suits them a lot more because of their playing style. But just uh as a playing style for Man City, I would have gone for Messi, especially the relationship and how Pep Guardiola knows Messi. It would have been perfect for them. But unfortunately, he chose Neymar. And PSG, which isn't working out that well for him, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely have to disagree with that. I guess that's a conversation maybe for another time. But um, I, I definitely think Ronaldo would have suited really well with City. Like it would have been yeah, perfect, perfect match for him. I it's just obviously what it looked right. It actually kind of sucks right now, like that I'm even arguing for City side. Like I don't want to argue for this at all. <laughs> um, I don't ever want to see like Ronaldo in a City jersey. There's no chance um but like i think that would have been so perfect for them like that's the only thing they're missing is a player like ronaldo um you know you were mentioning holland you were mentioning holland earlier like what is he bringing in terms of his passing right like if they had a guy who was an elite finisher that's all they really needed Um, they actually actually, the best finish in the world if you ask man city they're probably not even going to choose messi or ronaldo they're going to go if they had like options for three players if i was even them uh actually uh i might go for messi as a messi fan but for a long, if you're if you're thinking as a fan of the club and everything, like long term and everything, I'd go for Holland any day of the week. He's so young, and the way that he scores, like the goal ratio that he has, is insane. And bro, they just need a finisher, and like Holland at this rate, like he would have he would have torn the Premier League apart. The Man City would have been num- I think they are number one right now actually, but anyways, uh, like they would have easily taken the they would have been like points ahead of everyone. They would have been insane if they had Erling Holland. Yeah, that would have been an unbeatable team. team, of course. That would have been an unbeatable team. That's 100%. all they needed, right? Like, like you put any elite striker in there, that that's the only thing that the, that the team is missing. And once that is there, then it's over. Then there's really no chance for any other team because I don't think any other team would be as complete um, and in every single sense as, uh, as City would be. Uh, like, we already mentioned earlier, like, Cancelo's been, like, unbelievable as a fullback for, like, the best fullback right now for us in the world, right? And then um obviously kdb is one of the best midfielders in the world currently um just everything that he brings to the team and like he's literally the engine of that team um mm-hmm. right and then on top of that they have a very deep lineup like um foden has been developing so well sterling is a great player you can just bring on um even Jesus will score some important goals uh, yeah, they signed him. Like you sometimes forget about how many. Like they have Mares. Like are you? Is it? Un- I said unbelievable team. It kind of pisses me off how much yeah. talent one team. Bernardo has. Silva is. He was Bernardo Silva. So, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. think so about it. We named literally this. eight elite players, and we're still forgetting about certain players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's top level so, players. Insane. Yeah, exactly. It's it's unbelievable, man. Like this team. It's and then now we're planning on adding a Ronaldo or a Messi to the mix. Like oh god, like it's just. No, man. Yeah, I don't no, know. It doesn't like, feel right. They never, it doesn't feel right. City was never yeah. this good. <laughs> That's true, but now they are like they're they're actually that good, man. Like they're insane, the way that they play. It's fun to watch them play. But I'm not a fan of Man City. You're you actually you don't like them at all at all because you're like a rival, right? But even I don't like Man City. I actually hate their team. But like the way <laughs> they play is just amazing. Yeah. Okay. I think let's move on to the next game. Yeah, um, let's move on to. I think the next talked about big a game. lot of yeah. Let's just let's just uh, let's move on to the next game. Chelsea versus Juventus. We don't have to talk a lot about this game. Yeah, this but, is a clear uh, there, Yeah, 
bro but the thing is like in the first game juventus won one nil so yeah we, we both talked about this that this <laughs> is going to be probably a very tough game because you without lukaku without lukaku it's going to be very tough for them to win this game but bro they dominated every single aspect of the game thiago yeah. silva was oh my bro that was the best thiago silva performance that i've seen in a very long time the defensive clearances that he made the tackles that he made and everything and like overall the whole chelsea team were playing amazing they went there to demolish uh, juventus yeah no i i agree 100% man um like and then i don't know i just like the way that um tuchel organizes his teams um like the style that he plays it works really well like i'm not going to lie it's very well organized um he's probably like the I, most organized player like manager in the premier league right now. exactly yeah 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 i agree 100% um and that style has worked so well for them every player knows their role exactly mm-hmm. um and even with chelsea like us this is another team where players have been in and out of the squad um mm-hmm. but like man their midfield is so elite too like obviously right conte and jorginho have like jorginho's been so good this year yeah um uh, so, so i think i think we're since we're talking about chelsea let's just uh, start talking about the chelsea and united game as well because uh, I think one game we need to quickly mention before though is the because yeah, there's only yeah, one other team. game really yeah there's only one other game really that was big in the Champions League and that was uh, the United uh, Villarreal game that's we definitely have to get into that man <laughs> uh, let's get let's get into it then all right okay so um of course before this game um, Ali was uh, let go he sacked and we were very yeah. happy about it um, but the thing was the which was really strange is basically all the staff still remained. Michael Carrick was still there, McKenna's still there. Um, and the thing is, I think we all knew that like Ollie wasn't really there as a ta- like tactician, like he wasn't providing that at all, right? He wasn't really giving a direction to the team, but it was mainly Carrick and McKenna who were behind, um, you know, how we set up every game and all that. Um, so, you know, seeing them, it was already like a little bit of a disappointment and I was like, man, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Um, but man, as we've said time and time again, <laughs> the inevitable happens. And that is only one man and one man only, uh, the true goat, the true goat, Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. in the 78th minute pretty much you know, to cool, save man. the game and to save us in the champions league. It's just, it's kind of crazy, man, how one person will over and over again, always be there for the big moments. Like if you, um, if, if you ask me that who's the... Uh, who's the best player of all time if you've seen in the Champions League like there's not even a second player that comes to my mind it's Messi the second player but like first it has to be Ronaldo like I completely agree like there has never been a more dominant player in the Champions League than Cristiano Ronaldo like he just comes clutch every single time whenever whatever which team he's playing it doesn't matter that's the thing right and like it's something about him in Champions League like this he loves this tournament um and whenever the pressure is really high then he just performs even better um and now maybe i'm sounding a little bit too much of like a ronaldo fan maybe (laughs) and yeah yeah, i might i might be rubbing some people the wrong way i'm sure there's a lot of messy fans out there that are probably listening to this but there's just no like i I can't i'm obviously not lying this is all just facts and um yeah man like I, i don't know what else to say other than the fact that he will constantly be there um and you always have to be fearful of him you know what was amazing in this game though was um i think it was in the previous game where we saw uh van de beek played amazing um but i don't know in this one he yeah but in this game he was kind of 
we, I didn't really see him much. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even got the ball much at all. Um, yeah. It was all Villarreal the entire game. <laughs> and that's why, like, it was so significant that we even scored when Ronaldo got one. Um, because up until that point, it didn't even seem like we really had much of a chance. I think as soon as the substitutions were made and uh, Bruno came on and um, who else came on? I think Rashford came on as well. Um, you know, once the changes were made, that's when the game completely flipped um, in our favor. But finally, finally, in the 90th minute, uh, Jaden Sancho got his first goal for Manchester United. And that was such an unbelievable first goal to get, man. What a finish that was. Agreed. Um, off the, off the crossbar finish. yeah we had a few finish. chances before but yes. uh, that uh, like for the finish was insane it it uh, actually looked like that bro the sacking of uh, what's his face yeah Ole Gunnar uh, Ole Gunnar uh, was a big impact on him and he was happy bro did you see the relief on his face when he saw, uh, scored the first goal he looked like a new man man yeah I know like that's the thing man sometimes all it takes is like for you to just get out of that rut, like you just need to get somehow get that goal. Um, normally yeah. it's like a scrappy goal that you'll get and then it'll change things, but this was such an unbelievable finish, man. I agree. Um, but yeah, finally, you know, like uh, we, we see a goal from him. We see him perform well. Like he performed really well the entire game, I thought. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like he definitely did have chances earlier that I thought he should have finished. Like there was a one-on-one that I really thought he should have got. Um, and I think even Ronaldo had a bunch of chances earlier on in this game. Yeah, too. Ronaldo, um, bro, I'm not being a Ronaldo hater or anything, but he, he did miss a lot of chances in this game. He wasn't he did, that he good. He wasn't yeah. that good in the game, if you think about it. And even the, even his goal, like, bro, the finish was very good. Even it was a 1-1-1 uh, finish, but it was a very good finish. But it was a gifted goal by Villarreal. It you was. Have to agree. Oh, in 100%, yeah. man. Like, yeah. 1,000%. The goalie was completely out of the net. Like, yeah. he chipped Fred out actually, the goalie Fred in actually wide open net. very well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred will surprise you sometimes, right? Like, he'll have his good moments here See, but there. that's the thing, yeah. Like, you, you, you cannot count him as a Man United player, for sure. Like, every single... No, no, no. There's yeah, no chance. It was, a weird, uh, it was a weird setup, though, that's for sure, right? You wouldn't expect yeah. uh, Martial even today, to be starting like, as well. Even today, when United and Chelsea game... Uh, okay, yeah, we might as well get into that move game. On to that. Yeah, let's get yeah. into that game. United played... Uh, first of all... Uh, United signed a new manager who didn't play, like, wasn't the manager today. What's his, uh, it's, uh, how do you pronounce Renier. his name? Renier. Yeah, yeah Renier. Yeah. Everyone's scared of him because he has coached uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he was like his... Uh, mentor, basically. I think Klopp mentor or anything, and even Tuchel as well, and like other big managers. He's a, huge managers. He's a, he's a huge manager. We don't, I, I didn't know about him that much, to be honest. Uh, but when I like when I saw like interviews and all of these things and like he knows football and he and he knows how to play them, but he for I know for a fact that he won't probably start Fred because he doesn't he doesn't fit his style the the way that he plays he needs a, a huge physical as like body in the midfield and he's not that but anyways uh, getting into the game, Chelsea United game uh, Matic start the game it was uh, Bruno Fernandez, right Jaden Sancho. And who was yeah. the striker? Rashford? Yeah. Yeah, Marcus Rashford. And uh, first of all, Harry Maguire didn't start. It was Eric Bailly and Lindelof, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't have an option with Harry Maguire this time, thankfully, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, yeah, the, the red card. Yeah. yeah. 
So I first of all, when I saw the lineup, I was expecting United to lose by three goals at least. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. That yes. that was my first expectation. Mm-hmm. Because especially with Timo Werner coming back and he played amazing in the Chelsea Juventus game. And yeah. as soon as he came on and the way that they did bro, even though United played very bad in this game, I didn't like the way the United played. They were sitting deep. It was I'm not gonna lie. United were playing like a mid-team table versus a top team uh, table, but that Jorginho mistake, Sancho ran, bro. It looked like Sancho had like 99 pace on him. Great run, Jorginho missed it, but United did lack. And first of all, they benched Cristiano Ronaldo against Chelsea. What was that, bro? Why do you? How do you bench Cristiano Ronaldo in a Chelsea game? Yeah, you can't justify that. I actually don't understand. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, I think when I saw the lineup, instantly it was like a click for me was, you know, there. this is so clear that it was pretty much Carrick and McKenna that were behind all the tactics that were taking place, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, not starting Bruno, which didn't make sense to me. And I was like, man, like we saw what Bruno did in the previous week. Um, Villarreal, he just didn't really get a chance to do much, but he still looks way more effective than Fred and McTominay. Um, so he comes in with this lineup where it's three CDMs playing. We're playing like a false nine formation. Like what? Is, I don't understand what this was. It was such a terrible formation. Um, the, and like even tell is in the, I mean, obviously like we don't have an option, right? Cause, uh, Luke Shaw is with concussion protocols and all of that. Um, yeah. but I, I was, I was fearful definitely that we were going to be open on that side for sure. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like this wasn't an attacking game for us. This wasn't going to be an attacking game for us at all. Like who was going to hold the ball? Who was going to do anything creative in the midfield? Like Matic is obviously much slower than he used to be. Um, and McTominay and Fred, we've seen, they don't even know how to hold the ball at all. Um, so I, I was so disappointed in just looking at the lineup. And yeah, you're right. Why would Cristiano Ronaldo, like your best player is not starting? Um, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And you know what's crazy is um, after the game, I heard uh, Carrick speaking about, like, you know, he did the post-match interview, and he goes, uh, yeah, our game plan was to have a very attacking night today. Uh, we wanted to play attacking football. <laughs> that's that's how we were set up. I was like, man, he's so incompetent. See, that, that, that's why you need to get rid of uh, Carrick as well. Well, he does, exactly. Doing, man. That was not a, that... And, and you know what's going to happen is, I think um, Randick is smart enough, obviously, to know um, that, like, Carrick is just he's not good he's not the guy for this uh he's not yeah, the guy for the job at all um he definitely obviously can't be um uh like the head man. he can't be a manager but he shouldn't even be in the coaching staff he cannot be there at all um and it's it feels like it feels kind of trash because it's like they just th- they throw like all you under the bus with the way that they are playing like uh michael carrick is literally telling you we came here to win after the game with that did, setup, you, did you see any intentions in that game that they were there for the win or no they were happy that they scored the first goal exactly um we were very very lucky to uh get a draw out of this game we should we don't deserve a point at all and do, do, don't get me wrong chelsea in their attacking front was not was not amazing david david both of the game even the vrl game and this game he was the man of the match for me without a doubt is is he's in his he's in his um, like the prime form that he was like a few years ago. He's back in that form. He's, he's playing I think, back well. I think he's so having he's, his best season yet, and I think he's the yeah. best goalkeeper in the world currently. 
because in order to hold I, I this kind of, team, I kind of agree. Yeah, I yeah, because agree. remember, him, I think we were talking about this earlier on too. He's been amazing. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier on as well. Um, and yeah, now it's just become so clear that there isn't really a better yeah. goalkeeper in the world right He's now. Because to be able to hold, for sure. yeah, because exactly to be able to not lose every single game, it's all on Tehea, man. And I hear uh, Carrick in the interview go, "Oh yeah, I mean, just going into this game, I I I already expected that Tehea would have to make two or three big saves." Well, that's your expectation. Like the way you're set up, technically, no one should even be able to get a few shots off. That's because dude, that's what CDMs the mindset play. shows. Yeah, that's right? what your mindset shows. Like, for example, yeah. okay, so I'm gonna transition for a little bit like differently from this, uh, but we're gonna come back to this as well. So, for example, like Barcelona has Xavi now, right? And yeah. uh, Barcelona drew against Benfica in the Champions League. We should have scored like two or three goals easily in that goal. And then they, they missed the easiest goal like in the last minute because we were playing completely attacking football. But but the players that we have, we have a lot of old players that need to leave this club immediately. But the way that the like Xavi, he has his mindset, he, when he, for example, in his post-match interview, he said that I was not impressed at all like with their defense and everything. He knows what, what went wrong and he said that we're going we're gonna to have to improve on that. So, for example, so then came uh, last night's game in La Liga. We were playing Villarreal. We're away from Villarreal. Barcelona hasn't won a single game uh, away from home this season in La Liga. Uh, we start off the game. We were dominant throughout the whole 70 minutes. And I was expecting us to come in the last few minutes because Villarreal, don't get me wrong, they're pretty good. We saw that against United as well, right? Uh, in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona scored the first goal. It was a very good pass from our youngster. His, his name is so hard that I, I can't even remember his name. He's a Turk, I think he's Turkish, but he's a, he's a 17-year-old killed. Uh, Kedu's on the right wing. Uh, yeah. He came on. He he, he assisted uh, Frankie Dijon, who scored the first goal, which was uh, first offside, but then ruled out to be a goal because it wasn't it wasn't offside. Anyway, so then we in the last 15 minutes, Barcelona couldn't get the ball. Like we couldn't defend, and Xavi was just screaming at the players that what are you guys doing? Like we weren't keeping the composure that we needed, and it clearly showed that Barcelona wasn't there. Like the whole mentality of the team, especially. Because Jordi Alba went off because he was all he got injured, and then uh, we had pretty much no options uh, to bring on any other player. We brought on Oscar Mingueza to play, play as a left back, who he hasn't ever played. So Barcelona had a lot of injury problems. We had Osman Dembele playing as a right wing back. So you know that the team's gonna struggle when you have like that setup, right? So we did concede. We got one one. But then Xavi was pursuing the players that you need to have like the one chance that's going to change the game. And that's what happened. A through ball came, long ball came to uh, Depay, an amazing pass. He ran past to the uh, goalkeeper, scored an easy goal. 90th minute, uh, 89th minute, Barcelona goes up 2-1. Where I'm not going to lie, in the last 10 minutes we were about, I thought Barcelona were going to lose 2-1 in this game. And then Xavi makes another substitution. He takes off Nico, he brings in Coutinho because he knows that he doesn't just want to keep the score, he wants to get another goal. So he brings in another attacking player because that's what Barcelona is, that's what your mindset should be, right? You need to score more goals. You don't want to sit deep. He brings in Coutinho, Coutinho comes in, completely changes the game. He gets a penalty, which was a clear pen. He scores the penalty, Barcelona in the end went 3-1. So that's what I'm saying. That's how the manager should be. Even though Xavi, it was just his third game. We haven't lost a game under Xavi. And uh, it was our first game for a uh, away win of the season, but it was huge. Like if you think about it, 
and that's how it manager should be it's like you should always have that positive mindset right and we didn't see that from michael carrick this weekend or like the whole two games oh yeah no 100% i agree man i mean yeah chavi is like he clearly is already making a big change um yeah. on on the team and it's like it's just showing like how intelligent he is i mean if you um, give chavi a good transfer window which i don't think is going to happen for this season and probably the mm-hmm. next season as well he's yeah. going to change he's going to bring barcelona back to their glory days i can see it see we didn't have uh, we didn't start dembele we didn't have ansu fati we didn't we didn't have uh, pedri so, so like we have a lot of problems going on at the club especially with injuries and stuff but if you give him like a good decent transfer window i can see barcelona transforming into one of the one of the like not one of yeah one of the best teams that they were before uh, we just need a good transfer window but that's not going to happen transfer window it's just that managers have not been that good right so hopefully the new manager comes in he brings in discipline to the club and they're going to get back to winning ways yeah man honestly like yeah that's that's all we're hoping for with united i mean look so the thing is with ranick like uh he's only going to be a manager for about 7 months until the end of the season um and then after that he is obviously oh, but, going yeah, to take they, in they they can confirm sorry they can they can permanently sign him though right no no yeah but he doesn't want to be a manager so um oh. yeah, yeah yeah so basically he wants to actually change the club from a different side like he wants to become like an executive uh technical director or something as well like you know a, a position uh uh very similar to i guess Darren Fletcher but he wants even more power yeah, yeah, yeah. because he wants to be able to make more changes um and i think that's exactly what we need it's a full revamp yeah. of the team yeah. um and that's exactly what we're going to get with him now um hopefully and, yeah uh, yeah that, that's what, what i think man who do you Honestly, think like, who do you is, think is going to re- replace him or be, like take his position as a manager Honestly, we'll have to see because now we have additional time, right? So it's possible yeah. that you know maybe Zidane is back in like the, uh, and there's a real possibility with him. Um, I it think could it's be Poch as well. Pino. Yeah, it I could be Poch as well. Yeah, of course, right? Because PSG definitely aren't seeing as much success as you would expect them to, and they're not going yeah. to win the Champions League. I don't see that happening, and I think as soon yeah. as that happens this year, then he's probably out. Um, uh, I don't think clean. they're gonna sack him. I think he's gonna leave by himself because if. Uh, because i know for a fact that pochettino cannot manage players with like these identities but like when you have like three huge players and with zidane i think he's completely capable of that we've seen that in madrid right and i think that that's exactly what's going to happen is pochettino is going to come to united and uh, zidane is going to go to psg and, and then psg is going to completely transform into the big clubs that they were predicted to be or where like the expectations were from them right yeah no, no i mean yeah that's true we still haven't seen like their full full lineup on yeah. the entire season or anything like that so yeah, of course, yeah, there's I still agree. a lot of things that are missing um but yeah you're right like even with the squad like they should still be able to get wins pretty easily uh you easily, would think yeah. at least um so yeah like it, it makes a huge difference man like the whole culture of the team i'm hoping at least changes for manchester united and Uh, hopefully we start seeing better days like this definitely was a really really positive thing like it was a very exciting thing to see um and we obviously know that Carrick and McKenna like there's no way these guys are even going to be here with him because i think Ranić is too smart to keep them with, even if they're there yeah, i don't think they're going to have much of a say right like yeah. they're hopefully because before the it was it was all them and Ali was just the guy who would you know be really nice to everyone and he was just a friend to everyone 
Um, but, um, you know, like in this case, I don't think tactically and stuff that Matt Carrick and McKenna are going to even have any contribution. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see obviously what ends up happening. I mean, I'm glad we got the point. Of course, uh, we didn't deserve it, but I'm glad that we got it. Um, crucial point to get, especially against a team that's been playing so well. Um, yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to see what, uh, you know, the rest of the tournament for the Champions League brings and then this, the rest of the season and how that pans out. Uh, but you know what, one thing that I'm really glad for is, uh, that Jaden Sancho is finally, you know, playing well. Like he is really he coming two, into his he own two goals, he's, Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it clearly um, shows that bro, man, like, cha- like the changing of management did affect him. Yeah. I mean, like uh, it's possible but i think you know just getting the first goal like once you're out of that rut now yeah like, I, like I, I yeah start. that's also a huge thing that's a huge bro, bro you can you like i said before you actually saw it from his face that how important that like the burden on his shoulders that 100 yeah. million burden on his shoulders just like went off completely with just that first goal right exactly and he was playing pretty good he was pretty good today i'm not gonna lie he was actually good and the goal that he scored bro the place that he showed he was amazing no, you know what? He's actually looked very good lately. Like even before the goal, like um, in the past few games, he's looked as like one of the best yeah. players on the pitch. His dribbling is amazing. Um, yeah, exactly. His dribbling is amazing. He's always looking to do something positive, um, mm. and uh, that's exactly what you want to see with him, right? And then that's also apparently the style that Ranik likes to play. So I think it's going Hopefully, to fit yeah. very well, Hopefully and I think up. Donny is going to get a lot of, like chances now too because we know how good he actually is, right? Like we've yeah. seen the potential. He he, he needs to start. Uh, instead of uh, McFred, like either one yeah, of them, exactly. for sure. Either one of them, man. I mean, Fred has, I'm sorry, even McTominay has been so bad, man. So like, bad. I can't believe. So bad. Um, the guy was even... one of the best seed. Bro, United needs Declan Rice. Oh, oh if, we got, needs, if we got even that. If now, now, even if he, if they ask for like 80, 90 million, you need him. He's the best CDM right now in the Premier League, without a doubt. The way that he's been playing, he's been top tier. Like, he's been in that good of a form. And you... And clearly show that if he comes to United, it's going to bring a huge difference to their midfield, especially with the likes of Fred and McTominay. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, when you have uh, an elite CDM, then it enables, like, your um, attacking yeah. center mids to Rodri, be able to, like, Conte you know, and everything. be you create, more creative. See that. Exactly, yeah. Like, then they can go out and do as much as they can. Um, and focus just on the offensive end. They don't need to focus on holding the ball or anything like that because clearly Fred and McTominay aren't capable of it. Um, but yeah, I, I okay. mean, yeah, we'll have to see what, what the future brings. Um, but I think, yeah, that's mainly... Was there another game in the Premier League that you wanted to discuss? I wanted to talk about Liverpool, just just them. Because Man City uh, and West Ham game was a big game for the league. But like yes. I expected Man City to win that game and they did. By the way, the conditions in England were horrible. This weekend, and in Canada as well, you probably know about this because yeah, <laughs> yeah. there was snow, and the Spurs game got delayed because of the snow. Like there was a, Burnley versus Spurs got delayed, postponed because of the snow. So yeah, that game didn't happen. But anyways, uh, there's the there's the the amount of good managers in Premier League is insane. But anyways, yeah, talking about Liverpool again, dominating the Champions League. Mo Salah, amazing. Mane, amazing. Diego Jota, amazing. Okay, they played amazing. They won the game. I was expecting them to win, and they did that. And then uh, comes on their Premier League game. Diego Jota uh, was playing FIFA's online tournament in the morning. 
because he's a pro player. He's he plays pro- professionally in FIFA as well. He's that good. <laughs> he gets top hundred like pretty much everyone. No, I'm actually serious, bro. He actually gets that, and he was playing in the pro tournament, but he had to leave the pro tournament because he was playing uh, the Premier League game in like one one and a half hour and stuff. So he left that game. He didn't sleep like pretty much the whole night and stuff. He comes on. He scores 96 minutes after the game starts, and then he scores another one in the first half. Bro, he's, he's been in an amazing form. Yeah, it is. It is, right? <laughs> you would never expect that, man. Like, from a professional footballer to be... To even to have a professional time gamer. And, exactly. Yeah, and a professional gamer at the same time, the same day. Exactly. Scoring exactly. in both in both areas, excelling in everything. <laughs> so that shows the elite mentality that Liverpool has exactly. and the way that they've been playing. It's insane. Yeah, man. Like... um. I, I don't think like they haven't slowed down like they have not slowed down it for a yeah, while. Yeah, they don't. We've, they just yeah, attack, attack, just... attack, and attack. That's exactly. it. That's their gameplay. Um, like the consistency that we've seen from the squad is kind of unbelievable, and the attacking options, like you were mentioning, like they're they're elite, and even um like defensively, I think like, next Trent year, has been so good this year for them. Oh, hundred percent. Even Robertson um, as well. Yeah, Robertson has been, been a huge part. Mane has been a huge part. Yeah. Even their midfield has been pretty good, bro. But the thing is, the next year. I want to see Mo Salah lift that Ballon d'Or trophy for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. 100%, man. Like, if he continues to play the way that he's playing, um, mm-hmm. I really don't see a doubt in him winning it. Like, I, I think there's a clear favorite right yeah. now. Of course, like, you I think me we as a Messi also... Ronaldo fan, but I would actually consider just for Mo Salah next week. Next oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know, I know. Same. Like, I, I don't think Ronaldo's done enough yet to beat to, Messi as to well. Like, they have, like it, he hasn't done anything pretty much yet. Even though Messi had three assists today, he was brilliant. He was back in his like old form. He shaved his beard again. The the beardless Messi is always amazing. Uh, but anyways, like yeah, I agree. Like it's it has to be just Mo Salah. If he keeps on performing like this, bro, the yeah. amount of goals and assists that he's having, he needs to get that Ballon d'Or next season for sure. Yeah, exactly. even if Liverpool doesn't win anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I I agree hundred percent. Um, I mean, has anything changed in terms of who your favorite is to win uh, the Prem? Champions League or the Premier League? No, it's still Chelsea. Still Chelsea, right? Yeah, I, th- I think still it's Chelsea. the same for me. It's still Chelsea. It's Chelsea, Liverpool. See, the thing is, the top three is going to be very hard. It's amazing. Bro, amazing. but the thing is, I'm going to change my prediction after the winter transfer break because if Man City buys a striker, then it's going to be a completely different ball game, right? Because... Uh, then you're talking about like them having a striker. The main area of issue, the why they've uh, lost a few points in the here here and there, but otherwise, I if they don't sign a, a sign a big uh, striker, and because if because there's been rumors that Holland wants to leave in the winter because now I mean I think they're fake rumors, but if they might be true because Bundesliga. I mean, uh, Dortmund are now in the Europa League. And now he doesn't want to play in the Europa League. He wants to play in the Champions League. So if he comes into Man City's lineup, uh, bro, it's going to be insane. Like, imagine him uh, playing oh, yeah. there. It's going to be huge. Yeah. I know, I know. That's, that's definitely going to be um, a crazy sight for us to watch. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all in the same boat right now of, like, who our favorites are and stuff. Yeah, uh, agreed. We'll, yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see now what happens in the Prem and in the Champions League. We're obviously going to continue to give you guys any updates is there anything else that you wanted to mention on the sports side uh i think no that's it there's there's gonna be ufc events next month that we're gonna be of course be doing an episode in that as well but right now there's pretty much nothing it's been going on yeah and then it's the same with uh like even the nba i guess the only thing is um steph curry continues to just be unbelievable 
He's um, playing amazing for some right reason, now, the Warriors bro. can't lose, man. Like, their record is... I mean, the thing is, like, I think we're also forgetting how good the Suns have been this year. The Suns are 17-3. Yeah. and three, um, Yeah, exactly. Season. An That's amazing record. record. Yeah, the Warriors are 18-2, and two, which is even crazier. But, like, um, I feel like, you know, the Suns are a little bit under the radar for some reason. Because um, mm. they have the second best record in the entire league. Um, and it's really LeBron, only one Le- LeBron had a, a decent... Uh, like, he had an amazing performance, uh, like, this week. Against well. the Pacers? Yeah, I think he had 38 points or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 38 uh, or 39 he, points. And yeah, that was man, something. Yeah, he it looked played, like he vintage, good. vintage yeah, LeBron. Vintage LeBron, for sure. Yeah, Bro, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, the uh, Warriors are playing right now. I think that's, yeah, and so Steph is going off. Yeah, no, so they actually, uh, they finished their game already, and they beat, oh, they um, yeah, they beat the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and, Steph had uh, like Steph a... Curry, no look assist that was insane i just saw a highlight right now like oh, yeah it was pretty good yeah steph curry yeah. ended with 33 points in this game um and he's right now he's the front runner for mvp in the league mvp me, oh 100 um so we'll have to see i mean as more things happen then be able obviously constantly yeah it's like still it's still like early season right now exactly yeah very early stages anything can happen um yeah Obviously, we're, I don't know if we're going to see the Raptors really do anything. It's kind of disappointing watching them at the moment. Yeah, um, but, you is. know, I mean, I guess they're going to get used to playing with each other. Van Vliet's going to get used to playing in that as a leader in the team and all of that, um, you know, because he's the vet of this team now at a pretty young age. Uh, so, 100%. Yeah, but it's, it's good to be like, you know, seeing Siakam back. Yeah, man. So. Like, that's that was a huge deal for the Raptors. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. their key player last year, and then the they like the year before that as well exactly. so hopefully they start getting the results that they want but i think uh do you want there's a, is there anything else that you want to talk about no i think i think i've mentioned everything that i wanted to i think same with you right yeah i'm also pretty much done yeah all right once again thank you so much guys for listening um and then we'll back we'll be back next week for our sports and music episodes